Uh, hi, I'm Kelly Maher, and welcome to my podcast, I guess. I mean, kind of. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's me talking into a microphone, so that's a thing. I'm calling it Notes from the Farm. It's things that are happening here on our little urban farm just north of Denver, Colorado. And yeah, so I started it last fall, did two episodes, got COVID. That was terrible. Uh, couldn't talk for like a week and a half. Not great. And then a bunch of work stuff happened in November. Also not great. And then we went basically straight from that to Thanksgiving to Christmas. And now it is the first of the year. And I have once again resolved that I'm going to be better at creating content about urban farming because I'm super passionate about it. So hopefully, hopefully, finally, this time I'm going to consistently post these. So notes from the urban farm. I live on a small farm with my husband and my two kids just north of Denver, Colorado. I have goats and chickens and guinea fowl. If you've never seen a guinea fowl, they're bananas. Um, And it's just such a great life. And it is January, so it is freezing here in Colorado. There is snow on the ground. I was dropping my kids off at school this morning, and it was full-on blizzarding. And yet, it is still that time of the year where you're like post-Christmas trying to put everything in the Goodwill pile because your kids already broke all of their new toys. And it's like dreary and cold and gray. And yet you know that you still have months to go before you get to start digging into the ground. Um, The good news for me is it's about one month out from when kidding season starts, which means I hopefully am going to have my Valentine's Day full of baby goats, which is the correct way, by the way, to spend Valentine's Day. So getting ready for that this year. However, this last weekend, um, I went and got a couple of bundles of hay for my goats, which is what they eat. They eat hay mostly. And the price has increased exponentially. So this is just grass hay, plain grass hay. Goats love it. Normally, when I started get with goats, it was like mm, between six to eight dollars, maybe four to eight, depending on the quality of the hay and how heavy the bales are. And now I just paid thirteen dollars and fifty cents a bale. So that's not great. Now, same thing is happening on the chicken side, on the egg side of this equation, which is, when I started and got into chickens, it was like, you know, six-ish dollars, six to ten for layer feed, depending on how much was in the bag, either 40 or 50 pounds. Uh, was it organic, protein content, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, now layer feed is like 15 to 19 dollars. So uh, that is not super great. I just um, actually applied to a job knock on wood. Hopefully I get it. That would be great. Um, that I was super excited about in my field, but also (laughs) like this is not sustainable. This amount of money being outlaid to these animals right now is just like not a financially sustainable thing to do. Now, the converse of that, of course, is like I can sell eggs because eggs are nowhere and everybody wants eggs, but it is still just like 
crazy, crazy situation what's happening with feed prices across the board. And there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, people talk about, well, the price of gas has gone up. So the price of actually getting hay out of the field has gone up. The price of corn has gone up. The, all of the inputs that go into these have gone up. But it also means that the margins are a lot tighter. I don't have the luxury of keeping goats that are like mm, kind of milk goats, but also kind of pets around anymore. I don't have the luxury of like just keeping freeloading chickens who, you know, have served me well. And I'm like, great, you've earned your retirement. Like, no, sadly, unfortunately, that's just not an option right now for us. So yeah, it's it's not great. So I ended up having to put uh, some goats up for sale and I'm putting a bunch of chickens up for sale. And so what I am doing this afternoon, as soon as I finish this little podcast, this update for you, is I am going to go find one of my husband's trail cams, which he uses to find deer and figure out like where the deer are going during hunting season. And I'm going to put it in front of the layer box where my chickens are. And then I'm going to figure out exactly who is laying and who's not. And if you're not laying, it's time to leave. Now, um, the options are, you know, can I slaughter them myself? Yes, absolutely. Done it. Slaughter, pluck, um, and then process. And then you can either freeze them or you can cook them. And frankly, uh, homegrown chicken is absolutely delicious. So that's one choice. Um, the other choice is looking at, you know, the cost of time and how much energy it takes in order to do that. Just, um, put them up real cheap and say, you know, old layers, retired layers and, um, advertising them for cheap and letting somebody, uh, who will probably do exactly the same thing, come and make that choice for them. So those are my two options here. I also have several guineas. Uh, So (laughs) last year, I did finally a new order of guineas. I got them in the mail. I think I I did a podcast about that back when I was consistently doing podcasts, which is, and by consistently, I mean two. I did two podcasts and then I got COVID and then did I pull it back together? No, I did not. No, I didn't. But uh, regardless, okay, back when I was, quote, consistently twice doing podcasts, I think I talked about getting guineas in the mail. Uh, love guineas. They're very distinctive birds. If you have never seen one, and you probably haven't, they're not super common. Imagine like kind of an uglier turkey, but like the naked head with the weird skin on the head and like the the little, they're called waddles, like those big red like cheek things. And then you, they also have like what some people call a helmet, but it's literally just like a bump that just protrudes from their foreheads. So like all of that naked. And then they have this body that's shaped kind of like a pear. uh, And they are covered in really beautiful, usually spotted feathers. Now there's some, some white ones and there's some like, I have a lavender one that I got in the mail, which I was really excited about, but mostly dark with little white spot. And they are, they're ugly. They're ugly and they're loud. So it's one of those things like you either love guineas or you hate guineas. And the people who hate guineas hate them. But the people who love them, like me, super love them. And I think that they are the best birds. Anyway, so my guinea 
flock had gotten down to five birds over the years since I started it. These birds are like four-ish years old. Um, When I got them for the first time, I sold off a bunch. It paid for my entire order because guineas sell fairly well. And I was down to five. And I realized with the last time I sold off several that I ended up with all females. (laughs) Oops. So then I could not replenish my flock the way that I can replenish like, oh, I don't know, my chickens. Um, So if you have no men uh, in the crowd, then you get no babies. That's how that works. Um, That was my biology 101 for the day, friends. You're welcome. Uh, So I had to do another order. I did a mail order. I got my guineas. But now I've got these five guineas who have lived here now for four years. And I still have never eaten a guinea And I really want to. So I will probably slaughter at least one or two and eat them. Really excited about that. Pluck them. Do all that. But then I've got all of these other guineas. But I'm very gun shy on selling them because I don't want to do the same thing accidentally all over again and have only females. So trying to figure that out. So I've got like this flock of guineas. They're totally bananas. The other thing that my old guineas did is um, some of them, I called it committing suicide, but like, honestly, they're dumb, 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 dumb. I mean, they just die. Like you look at them wrong and they die. Um, I had several though that flew into the dog pen. And then I look out at my dog through the glass door to the back and I was like, oh, what's that in his mouth? Oh no, that's a guinea. And so The five older guineas know, right? So they don't fly around. They just run. Uh, They know that they're not really supposed to fly. They're too dumb to figure out where they are. Uh, We have coyotes behind us. We have a dog who's a bird dog. You know, there's a lot of like potentially fatal stuff around here for if you're a bird. Uh, So I was kind of hoping that the five guineas we had who were older we're going to teach the younger ones like how to exist in our farm and we're maybe going to like pass along those lessons. They did not. These guineas are morons. The new ones are just as dumb as the last ones and hopefully like they will winnow more slowly, but unclear. I'm looking out right now. I see them on the fence and trying to fly onto the roof. So, yeah, it's a it's kind of a crazy snowy menagerie but I have a guy coming Saturday uh who's going to pick up all of my spare birds and he's a guy who has I have worked with in the past he's really nice I really like him um he uses them to feed his family he's very kind and I've met his children and he just is always so nice so he's coming out Saturday so I need to get the trail cam up figure out who's laying Uh, And who is then on the chopping block, literally and figuratively. Ooh, that's like like a cringe emoji is what I'm imagining right there. And then I need to figure out what I'm doing with my five older guineas and see if I can identify any of the other guineas as actually male before I start selling those suckers off. The problem is, though, they're not as easy, like, you know, a chicken, you know, the difference between like a hen and a rooster by the time they kind of mature. Guineas are much more subtle. Uh, You can tell the difference kind of in their call-ish, the the 
female guineas make a sound that's kind of like buckwheat, buckwheat, or come back, come back. It's a two, two syllable kind of call. And the males apparently only make a chee, chee, chee sound. And they are, they are loud. I might actually run out and just like scare them and record some audio on my phone and then splice it in here so that you can hear how distinctively loud these birds are. And the thing is like, they annoy the crap out of some people, but they are such good guard dogs. When something is amiss, they are so loud. They're so loud. So, uh, yeah, that's what's up here. It's snowing. It's miserable. I am really looking forward to gardening. Can't wait. It is January, so I guess I'm going to start my tomato seeds soon. Maybe, like, just keep potting them up. I have, I'm really excited. My stupid, stupid goats got out and got past an electric fence and ate down. I had some, these beautiful vines that were starting. They were called these giant Romas that I ordered. Uh, And I was just so excited. And then the goats ate them. And then I thought about roasting a goat, but I didn't. Um, And so maybe I'll start those again in the next few weeks under some lights and on some heat. And I, I love tomatoes that you start from seed. There's something just so magical and special about that. And, you know, I mean, right now, what do I have? I have onions under the snow. They're going to pop up. It's going to be great. I planted some bulbs before the snow started to fall. So hopefully we're going to have just a beautiful spring here. I also am working on kind of like a new garden plan for myself. So that hopefully will be great and it will all be buttressed by all of the, you know, droppings of the birds that puts a bunch of really healthy nitrogen into the soil. Although there will be fewer birds because holy bananas, food is so expensive and trying to keep everybody afloat is like driving me crazy. And also that is the thing I was talking about before I wrote a piece about it um, on New Year's. I will include a link to it. My word of the year, which is just so cliche, right? Because everybody's like, oh, my word of the year is like, you know, hope or sparkles or whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. I totally get it. Having a word of the year, having a theme of the year. But also like, how do you get better if you don't have something that you're striving toward? Right. So, so I'm kind of, I'm in the middle of the, oh my gosh, it's so cliche, but also I want to do more things, not more things. I want to do better this year. And part of what I need to do to do better and be a better wife and a better mom and a better farmer. And hopefully, knock on wood, I will get this super cool job, which I will tell you about if I get it. And um, better at work and just, you know, more productive, but in a in a thoughtful way. So my <laughs> word of the year is discernment, which I know is like kind of silly, but it's also, it's also just like, okay, I have goats that I have up for sale, right? I have goats that I have up for sale and I love them and they're beautiful and they're going to make great goats for somebody and a family. They're good pets. They're good for milking. It's all the stuff, but it's just uh, like, I can't do it all. 
And I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was that book, Shonda Rhimes, the the woman who makes all the like super popular TV shows wrote and it was like a year of yes, where she says yes to everything. And I'm I'm like on the other side of that. Right. I'm the year of thoughtful reduction and taking that which is superfluous and trying to really winnow it down in like brutal, brutal cutting of stuff including the goats and the chickens and only planting and growing those things that like I really want to eat or that I'm really excited about and only taking on projects that are meaningful to me. But, but on the converse of that, doing all of those things better because I have better focus and I have more energy and I have greater bandwidth for each of those things. So, Uh, With that, I'm going to go out. I'm going to run out with my recorder and I'm going to make it so that you can hear how crazy guineas sound. They sound so crazy. And I will link to the piece that I wrote about discernment. And I think that's it. I think that's what's going on here. It's cold. It's gray. It's January. Ugh. But, but the spring is coming. And things are working underneath the soil. And I'm going to take another load of crap to uh, Goodwill. That's what I'm going to do. So um, thank you for being my friends. That's what's going on here uh, at the Urban Farm. There's my update. And also, um, you can find me on Instagram, Robust Life. You can find me on Twitter, OK, as in Olivia Kelly, Maher, M-A-H-E-R, and Uh, Also, my husband mostly, but also me, but like mostly my husband runs a Facebook group called Kelly Hasn't Starved to Death Yet, which was the Facebook group that we created when I lived off of my farm for a year, like an insane person. And mostly it's just like uh, memes. And it's hilarious and you should join uh, because it's really fun. So anyway, that's my update. Update from the farm. Snow, boo, goats, some for sale. But baby's coming soon. Sweet. Can't wait to tell you about that. Uh, chickens, if you're not laying, you're out of here. And guineas, hopefully not suicidal. I think I'm going to try to eat one. Okay, that's it. That's what's going on. You're the best. Bye. I'm running out to the coop. I'm seeing a lot of dead chickens walking. Okay, this is what guineas sound like. They are so loud. Okay, so you hear the ones. It's hard to discern because there's like so many guineas running around. But there's one. It's kind of like two syllables. And then they're just like the chee, chee, chee. Like. Anyway, that's a guinea. They are freaking loud. It's no joke.